Bibles and turn with me to the book of John, John chapter 8. I'm just going to jump right in this morning. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. It was about 15, no, it was about probably 12, 13 years ago. I, I, y'all just going to have to just, y'all, y'all going to have to figure out if you're going to come with me or not, but the Lord's changing me. And I just want you to know, the Lord's messing with me, and you're going to have to decide whether you're going or not. That's the decision you have to make. But... Over these last few weeks, the Lord said, I'm giving you your roar back. And, and I lost it for a minute. I lost it for a minute. I got busy trying to, trying to do his thing in my way. Okay, y'all not going to talk to me. But I'm already having church all by myself. Hallelujah. And so I, I just, you're just going to have to decide whether this is, this is the moment for you. But I thank the Lord that he, he's doing something. He's doing something. There, there are pockets. There are, um, there, are regionable, there are regional revivals that are birthing. And I know that we have the opportunity to be a part of it in this region. And I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it because they tell me to, 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 to stay home. I'm not going to miss it because they tell me that I have to be required to do this or not do this. So I, I'm not going to miss it. I, I'm not going to miss it and I'm not going to let you miss it because you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. I'm not going to let you miss it because you are documented or undocumented. I'm not, you don't hear what I'm saying. I, I, it, this is a whosoever gospel. Therefore, his church is a whosoever church. And I am... I, oh, God have mercy. I am watching people make very interesting decisions that they'll have to stand before God about. I have my opinion, but I am not the, the one on sits on the throne. So I'm not going to pass judgment on anybody. But I am going to say this. I want to stand before him and be found good and faithful. And I can't find anywhere in Scripture where he says there is limitations to have access to me. And as long as it's not in Scripture anywhere, I, I can't find anywhere in Scripture where it says you have to have a shot to come to God. Or you don't have a half a shot to come to God. I, don't, I can't find it anywhere in Scripture where it says that there are this, this is the people that I, he said he would separate sheep from goats, wheat from tares. He's going to handle that. That's not, my, that's not my job. That's not my job. And, and I'm not going to miss what God is doing. I'm not going to miss what God is doing. And hear me today. I'm not going to let a service go by where we don't have an encounter. We don't have an encounter. There are people's lives that are hanging in the balance, not just in this room, watching online, radio broadcasts, in the different places that this thing goes. There are people's lives that are hanging in the balance, and I can't afford to just get through a Sunday. So I'm a push. And if you don't like being pushed, the kingdom is big. And, and that's not, I'm not saying we're better or worse than the kingdom is big. The kingdom is huge. To God be the glory, I thank him that he pulls us and, and the pinky and the kneecap don't have to be the same. But can still be a part of the body. You, okay. I, but I, I, know, I know what the Lord has put in my heart today. I've, I've preached this text many times.
but I've never preached it in this way that the Lord has me today. And so grab your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter 8. Normally I would read the entire passage and then we would go back and deal with it line upon line. But I, I think because of time I'm just going to preach through the text and you can go back and read it. Um, the subtitle of this message this morning in the series When God Plays Dirty is this. Sin no more. Sin no more. Don't sin anymore. Stop it. God is saying sin no more. No, no more access. No more excuses. No more behind the curtain. No more pretending in church. The willful act of disobedience contrary to the commands of God. Stop it. Don't ask me to deliver you from what you can deliver from yourself. Don't ask me to bring supernatural miracle power to a thing that human power can do. Sin, oh God, sin no more. Let us pray in closing, hallelujah. Stop it, just stop it. Now, now, just in case you're wondering if this is about the, the, the vile people that are out there. This conversation, this encounter is happening in church. And, and it's the church folk that are dealing with the sin issue in someone else's life that God has to contend with in order for this woman to walk in her deliverance. So they bring a woman who needs deliverance to the church where the master is. But in an attempt to disqualify Jesus from being who he is. It wasn't about the woman. It wasn't about her sin. It was about is Jesus really who he says he is or can I find a loophole in him so I can continue to be me. Now, it, it was early in the morning, I'm in verse 2 now. It's in early in the morning, and, and here he is teaching in the temple. And, and, and here he is, listen, that there is something that the master is wanting to teach in the church today. This is why it's in the book. Because there is something in the modern day church that the master wants to address because he is the word, and he is the word that was from the beginning that will be until the end. So he allowed this encounter to take place at the church. I love this text, the subtitle of this text. I don't know how your Bible reads, but the subject of my Bible tells me that it was an adulteress has an encounter with the light of the world. I love this. The darkness of adultery is about to have an encounter with the light of the world. Oh, this is awesome. It's happening in church because, and I believe with all of my heart, this is, this is the direction the Lord gave me for this, this message today. That there's something that he is wanting to address in the modern church by way of, here it is, you ready? Sexual perversion. So verse 3, the woman was caught in the act and the Pharisees and the scribes, they brought her to Jesus and then they set her in the middle of of him in the midst of everybody but right there in front of Jesus look at this this woman was caught in sexual perversion 
She was caught in the act of sexual perversion. Now, now I understand that sexual perversion in the church today has to have initials. Because we, we don't mind talking about the initials of sexual perversion, but we don't want to talk about what a lot of pastors are doing by way of sexual perversion. We, we don't want to talk about what good church folk are doing by way of sexual perversion. But sexual perversion is sexual perversion whether it has initials or it has the full-blown words. Perversion in the area of sex is perversion in the area of sex. Uh-oh, Pastor, you should reserve this for marriage conference. See, that's the problem. That's the problem. We only want to talk about sex if it's marriage conference, maybe. Listen to it. Hear, hear, me, hear me about sex. For every single person, hear my heart. For every teenager, hear my heart. For every under-teenager, ask your mommy and daddy questions later. <laughs> sex was created in heaven, not Hollywood. Hear me. Sex was created by heaven, not Hollywood. Sex, oh God. Sex is an incredible thing that God created. I got two amens. God have mercy. What? Are, you need the marriage conference. Obviously, we're doing something wrong. Or we have forgotten it's been too long. Are you scared to have kids? So figure something else out. Hallelujah. <laughs> it was created by heaven, not Hollywood. Every time you see Satan, Satan is not a creator. He's an imitator and a twister. He can't create anything. The only thing he can do is take the holy thing and corrupt it to entice you away. It was in the tree in the garden of good and evil. God created the tree. Satan didn't. He's a twister. Hear me. Sex, uh, okay, I'm a, uh, sex is a holy expression given by God for the manifestation of biblical covenant between a man and his wife. Let me say it again. Sex is a holy expression given by God. Somebody ought to just thank him. Hallelujah. Now I'm starting to get people out, and it's all the men. Preach, Pastor. You ought to be sowing seeds of offerings right here. I'm going to help you today. Come on. We got to express our covenant. Hallelujah. Express our covenant. I know all my teenagers are going, my God, have mercy. How do you think you got here? I need to shut up because I'm about to go marriage conference. For biblical, watch this, for the manifestation of biblical covenant between a man and his wife. It's interesting to me because we see such, we see, we see our society, our culture such inundated with this sex craze. It's, it, 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 this, there's a craze for, for sexuality. Everything, everything is about the manifestation of sexuality. I, I remember as a young man, you had to go to gas stations to find stuff. And it is readily available 
to anyone at any moment at any time for whatever you prefer. And by you, I mean the sin nature. Because the enemy wants to keep us. Why? Why? Why do you have to find the drug dealer? Why do you have to go find the place where the alcohol can feed your alcoholism? Yet sex is readily available in the area of perversion anywhere, including, hello? Hello? Here's why. Because you don't have to go outside of you to desire sex. That it's not a foreign subject that inwardly built on every one of us in a healthy situation. Some of us have gone through horrific things and, our, and, and, and that dysfunction has conjured or, 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 the, or the lack of modeling healthy relationships has created, has created subcategories, I'm, okay? But, but by and large, every one of us at some point, if we have not gone through abuse or, or issues of dysfunction, there is an inward desire to express ourselves in this kind of way. At least at some point in our life. I re- uh, I'm feeling heavy, so let me, let me, let me kind of tell a joke, okay? Let me help somebody because I can see you. I can see you. I, I, was, I was in the gym. This was many, many years ago. I was in the gym, and I, I would go to the old person's gym in, 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 our, in our town when we were youth pastoring. I would go to the old person's gym because I didn't want to have to fight not looking while I'm trying to fight what I've been chewing on. Come on. Come on. So, so I couldn't go to certain gyms because I just didn't want, I didn't want the battle. I just want to work out, sweat, and get it over with and move on. So what I, what I wanted, so I went to, I found the oldest person gym, and that's where I went, and it was awesome. You got grandmas and blue hairs and gray hairs and no hairs. It was unbelievable. They, and, and they did more talking than they did working out, so all of the machines were open and available. <laughs> this is amazing. And, and I had this man, Ed White, God rest his soul. I had Ed White. He, he was this man. He had had, a, he was, he was, he had a stroke, and he was paralyzed on the left side, and he was my, he was my workout uh, not buddy, but talker. He was my workout talker, and he would get there, and, and we, I would sit there, and day in, every day, go out there and work. Noah would be in the gym playing basketball when, when we were homeschooling him, and, and, and I'd be working out during that time, and it was awesome. And Ed would always talk to me, you know, he found out I was a preacher, and then it was always spiritual. But it's hard to be spiritual when you don't want to even be physical. Amen? Okay. I'm sitting there working out. All of a sudden, this not old woman walks in the room. And I mean, she is dressed to be looked at. Okay? So I'm sitting there, and I'm on, I'm on the bike, and Ed's on the bike beside me, and I'm just trying to beat this 70-year-old man <laughs> who's had a stroke. <laughs> And I'm working it. If I could just beat him in Jesus' name. And I'm working. And, and this lady walks through the door. And I look and I go, oh God. And I turn on praise and worship music. And I put my head down. Listen, you can't help what you see. But you can help what you stare at. Every healthy man will notice any woman walk in the room. You don't have to be attractive. A man will notice a woman when she walks in the room. Now, if you stay, okay, I have this thing in my head that I say bounce. 
Okay? There's a trigger for me personally. I say bounce. I, and I'm telling my eyes, bounce. Bounce. You can't help that you saw it, but my God, get out of here. Get, get bounce. Okay? And then I get mad because now you're trying to make me fall. So then I resist you just because you tried to damage me. You're trying to mess up my marriage. You're trying to, to okay, this is the way my head works. You'll pray, you'll just, this is just the way I work, okay? So I bounce, my eyes bounce, and I go, oh, God, put my head down. Because I'm used to, are we okay? All right. Women who were very beautiful many, many years before I showed up. And then this woman walks in, dressed to be looked at, and I go, oh, God, boom, put my head down. I keep working. And Ed looks at me and he says, hey, hey, Glenn. Yeah, I appreciate him calling me Glenn. He said, Glenn, listen, there's going to come a day when a woman like that walks in the room, it's not going to bother you at all. And I'm like, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise, the, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, we'll do what we got to do. He said, listen, there's going to come an age. When a woman walks in and she looks like that, and you ain't going to think one thing about it. And I said, Ed, what age is that? He said, I don't know. I hadn't gotten there yet. <laughs> and he was in his 70s. I don't know. I hadn't got there yet. And it took the pressure off. Okay? God made sex, and he made it as an inward clock on the inside of us. It is a beautiful thing that has come from heaven. But hear me, sex was not created for entertainment. It was created for covenant, and I thank him that he made it entertaining. Let me say that again. It was not created for entertainment. It was created for covenant, but I thank him that he made it entertaining. The focus of it is not for the focus of entertainment. The focus of it is for the expression of covenant, but I thank him that he didn't make it a non-enjoyable thing. And what we've done in the church world is we told you we're not going to talk to you about that. So our children only know perversion because we don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to let you in on a secret. They're talking about it. And if they're not talking about it, they're watching it. And if they're not watching it, they're being DM'd about it. Because sex has been twisted by Hollywood when it really came from heaven. You know the greatest thing that could ever happen to your children is to watch your marriage bed be undefiled. It's the greatest thing. The greatest thing in the world that can happen for your kids is they have to learn to knock on your door before they come in your room at night. I'm trying to give you a picture without painting the picture. Okay? Here's this woman caught in sexual perversion. She was caught in sexual perversion, but hear me. Before she was ever caught in the act, she was already caught up in the perversion. I'm going to say it again. Before she ever got caught in the act, she had already got caught up in the perversion. You, you don't just stumble into adultery. You don't just trip 
into adultery. You, you, you didn't just walk in your house or walk into a store or walk into a place and you trip and fall. I'm trying to say stuff without saying stuff because there's babies in the room. Do you hear what I'm saying? It didn't just start there. And listen, I understand. I have my own testimony about what happened between my mother and my father. I, listen, I know what it's like to be in the aftermath of adultery. But it's not the aftermath of adultery. It's the aftermath of, of continued perversion. Hear me. She got caught in the physical act, but she had got caught a long time before in the perversion of it. Okay? So they bring her to Jesus. Well, that's about the dumbest thing to do. If you really want to keep me jacked up, don't take me to Jesus. Don't, don't bring me to Jesus now. If you hate me, leave me in my sin and let my sin have the ultimate destruction of my life. But the fact that they picked her up now, I don't know what to do with this text because they caught her in the act. So she's operating in her perversion and the religious people, hey, you come. And then they drag her to Jesus and they say to him in verse 4, teacher. Notice what they call him, teacher. Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. They brought her to Jesus. Here's what I've learned about people who um, don't necessarily applaud the season I'm in. If you'll allow them, they'll make you closer to Jesus. If you let the haters hate, they'll get you closer to Jesus. Y'all not catching what I'm throwing. If, you'll, if you won't allow the spirit of offense, if you won't allow the root of bitterness to take root, but you let them do their job, ultimately their job is to put you in a position to get you in front of the master in a much deeper way. Their rejection, their hatred, their animosity, listen, it does not fuel you to prove them wrong, but at some point, you'll be positioned to prove God right about what he's doing. And let's be honest, some of us are closer to Jesus today because of the haters. Because we went through that pain, because we went through that rejection, because we went through that drama, because we went through that stuff, the, we're closer to Jesus than we've ever been because of their rejection. I can walk with Jesus closer because they said, you stay away from me, so I got closer to him. Here's what I've learned. Okay, I don't know why I'm in this, but I feel the Holy Spirit. I've learned that every person that walks away creates new capacity for me to get closer to someone else. Let me say that again. I've learned that every person that walks away, God has now used it to create more capacity in me to get closer to someone else. It's all in how you perceive it. And ultimately the goal is to get me closer to him. 
So they bring him to Jesus and they say, now look, Jesus, Moses taught in the law that this type of perversion should be killed. Let, let me help all my Old Testament people because I, I can preach Jesus as easy in the Old Testament as the New Testament. Listen, they're right. She deserved to be killed. So did the dude she was rolling with. But as it relates to her, the law was created to condemn. The problem is they brought her to the one who's going to fulfill the law. Hear me. She deserves to be condemned for that perversion. The wages of sin is still death. The problem is they brought her to the fulfillment of Moses' law to try to condemn the woman that he's going to die for. So he's going to take her death so she doesn't have to experience her death because what she did deserved death. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? Just because you don't die doesn't mean it's wrong, not wrong all of a sudden. It's still sin. When I see it on my phone, it's sin. When I'm looking for it at the club, it's sin. When I'm bringing it into my house, it's sin. When I'm living with it continually without the covenant, it's sin. And it deserves death. But the issue for us today is because we don't have to die, we think it's okay to live it. They said all of this, verse 6, to test Jesus. Because it wasn't really even about her stuff. It was more about them trying to disqualify his identity. And, and look at this. He, I love this. He hears all this stuff. And he just starts playing in the dirt. He's letting all the religious people keep bumping their gums. And he's like, the Bible says that he stooped down and with his finger began to write in the dirt. All the drama is taking place. While the drama is going, Jesus is drawing. While they've got their mouth communicating her dirt, he's stooped down, drawing in the dirt. Now, we, we don't know what he wrote. Oh, I wish we did. 
Because the, the go get them Jesus side of Glenn is like, I bet he was writing everything they were doing. Uh -huh. Jerk. Uh, you were one of the four people that had sex with her last week. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about your stuff? Here we go. Why you're talking about her dirt? Let me tell you about yours. Religious devil. Well, let me be Jesus. Dog. Oh, y'all didn't like that. Snake. If you read your Bible, that was funny. Okay. We, we don't know what he wrote. But let me tell you what we do know. That he is the word. He was the word from the beginning according to John chapter 1. Hear me. And Jesus wasn't playing in the dirt. He was writing in the dirt. He wasn't just playing with the dirt. He was allowing the dirt to be moved in one direction or the other so that he could write something on the inside. Pastor, what do you think he wrote? It doesn't matter what he wrote. Because Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says that the word, it is alive. And it is active, and it is sharper than any two-edged sword able to separate bone from marrow. Whatever he wrote, it was life. Because every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, it brings forth life. That's why they said in John chapter 14, verse 6, that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the and while everybody else is trying to spew your dirt, I'm so glad to know today that Jesus will stoop down in the middle of it. And he has no problem writing words over your life. And every word that proceeds out of his mouth and every word that comes by way of his finger, it is for life, it is for purpose, it is for purity, it is for wholeness, because it is alive and it is active. And I'm thankful today that it doesn't matter how much dirt I have, it just gives him much more room to write life where everybody else is spewing death over me. So glad to know that God has no problem getting down dirty for me. So, so they, they can, but you would have thought that would have been over. But verse 7, they continued. They continued asking him. I love this passage. And he, somebody say it with me. He raised him He's such a God that loves to raise himself. I'm so glad to know today that long before he ever showed them on the third day, he was already showing them in the middle of a sex perversion issue that he's the kind of God who has such an easy time just raising. Okay, y'all didn't get it the way I got it, but that's okay. He, he, he raises himself. And he looks at them and he, he, he hold on now. He is who, who is without sin. Won't you, why don't you throw the first rock? If you are so holy that you don't have any stuff, I'll let you throw first. Now, we use this in church today to justify, don't you judge me. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Listen, sin is still sin. Whether it's your sin or their sin, it's still death is the result. The paycheck has never changed. They may increase your minimum wage in this generation versus the previous generations, but this wage does not change. 
There is no tax credit for this wage. There is no exemption for this wage. The wage of sin is still death. And he's like, hey, well, I mean, since we're casting stones, I tell you what, the first one of you that lies, we'll deal with her, but we're coming to you next. We can deal with her, but after you've killed her, now we're going to put the spotlight on you. Now let's have a conversation about what you got going on behind the scenes. So if we're going to deal with her and her perversion, let's deal with you and your self-righteousness. So, so the question is today, for all of us that have been forgiven, have we forgotten? Have we become self-righteous rock slingers? Bunch of dummies. It is amazing to me, and I just feel frisky, so I'm going here. It is amazing to me how many people will allow the climate of our day to be the dividing line of our lives. So if I wear a mask and you don't agree, something's wrong with me. If I don't wear a mask and you don't agree, something's wrong with you. If I'm going to be vaccinated, something's wrong with me. If I'm not going to be vaccinated, something's wrong with me. And listen, I got no problem for people outside of the church world that are not in the light. But when it creeps in here, when it creeps in here, listen, I'm going to help somebody in the room today. You ready? There are people on the other side of your post. Let me say that again. There are people that dwell on the other side of your post that did not decide what you decided. And I guarantee you, the people we have hurt and offended, we would have never posted if we had had them in our face when we started doing it. We, when, when our SMC, they get here next week, when our SMC students come in, one of the first things we give them, we give them a little bag a little different things, one of the first things we give them every year is a stack of post-it notes. And we tell them, post it before you post it. In other words, while you're mad, write it. But don't put it on social media. Put it on a post-it note, tape it on your wall, tape it on the refrigerator, tape it on the mirror, do whatever. Well, it's the truth. No, be careful. Be careful. Because it may not be the truth, it just may make the most sense at this stage. Do you hear what I'm saying? And we've become rock slingers when the truth of the matter is, if we knew we deserved to be rocked ourselves, if we lived in a way that we know that if it wasn't for Jesus, we should be rocked. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm planning on having lunch by myself today. Okay, I'm planning on it. But listen, if we live less like a rock slinger and more like somebody who deserved to get rocked, 
then we would have a sense of gratitude and thanksgiving. The word today, ladies and gentlemen, is called grace. That if it wasn't for the grace and the mercy of God, if it wasn't for him being willing to stoop down and write life into my dirt, if it wasn't for him, that there's no reason why I deserve to be the one standing around watching somebody get delivered because I got delivered just like them. So it's easy for me to cheer their freedom because I know what it's like to live in my bondage. Because according to Romans 3.10, none of us are righteous. That, therefore, we have to put on the righteousness of God. He, 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 he heard them and he stoops down again. This is now the second time. Really? Okay. Here we go. He starts drawing in the dirt. I love this. This second time, he doesn't even look up. Do you see it? Like, I'm down here, I'm, I'm in the dirt, but I'm kind of just kind of looking around, you know. This time, he's like, go ahead, go ahead. You throw first, and then we'll, we'll deal with you next. And then he just starts playing in the dirt. He starts writing in the dirt. He starts drawing in the dirt. He starts speaking life over the dirt. And whenever he got finished, I, I, I love this text, I've never seen it this way. He gave them enough time to do a personal evaluation. Because that's how good our master is. That he'll give you the time to have a personal evaluation. And look at this. From oldest to youngest, that's how they started walking away. Because here's what I've learned in 45 versus 25. The longer I live, the more I realize I have to count on his mercy and grace. The longer I live, y'all, the more convinced I am if it wasn't for the Lord on my side. From oldest to youngest, one by one, they started to walk away. And he lifted up. Those who heard this being convicted, they went, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Look at verse 10. When he had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, come on, Antoine, where, where, where are your accusers? Now, hear me. He didn't say, where are your condemners? Because the truth of the matter is, they can't kill you. Their opinion does not create your condemnation. Oh, I'm trying to set people free this morning. What they think you deserve does not mean that's what you'll get. He says, where are your accusers? And, 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 and. Then he says, has nobody condemned you? Look at 11. She says, no one, not teacher, not God, but she says, only a Lord 
can let me go free. No one, Lord. And then he says to her, I'm not condemning you either. See, this is why, this, if, if the world could get this, Jesus did not come to condemn. He came to liberate. While everyone is screaming at this book, hatred and condemnation, if they understood he's not a condemner, if he was a condemner, we would still be living in the Old Testament. But he so loved the world that he, I know this is simple for some of us. It'll go better in the second service. But he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but go free. He doesn't come to condemn. He comes to liberate. But hear me. Just because he did not condemn does not mean he could not confront. Hear me. To confront your sin is to give you an out so you don't have to be condemned by it. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? He comes and he confronts it so you don't have to perish by it. He doesn't come to, con well, he, uh, 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 he, he's, he's co confronting my stuff, so, so I have shame. No. Whom the Son sets is free in. But we're in a generation today, not only do we not want to be condemned, we don't even want to be confronted. Yet we want God to call us up. But we never give him permission to call us out. I'm so glad to know today that the man that came to the altar for the first time, excuse me, the little boy who came to the altar the first time, and the second time, and the third time, and the tenth time, and the twentieth time, it's not the one today, but he truly has the power in his godness to take us from glory to glory, from faith to faith, and from strength to strength. And I can never exhaust his levels because he's so God like that. But we don't, we, uh, Pastor, I just feel condemnation. Well, well, hear me. You don't know Jesus. You may know church, but you don't know Jesus. You, you may know religion, but you don't know Jesus. Religion would have killed this woman in her perversion that day. Let me submit this to you. Religion is ultimately what killed Jesus on the cross. 
And if all you know is religion, all you know is church, you have missed the power of liberation. To be free doesn't mean to attend. To be free means you now must contend. So, he confronts. Oh, I just I feel this in my spirit. He confronts our sin so that it doesn't stay. Because watch this, you will never conquer what you refuse to allow him to confront. If he doesn't have permission, then you don't have freedom. The whole reason he comes is to provide freedom. So that you don't have to live in the condemnation that sinful acts give. I'm trying to help you today. So therefore, the lack of condemnation must become my motivation to live in a grateful way. So I'm now motivated because I'm not condemned to live in a way that says, thank you, Jesus for what you did for me. And then he looks at her and says, now listen, honey, you're more than the bed. You're more than what your anatomy affords. Let me deal with your perversion now, honey. I'm not condemning you. I'm setting you free. Now go in this freedom and sin no more. He, he didn't look at her and go, in the name of me, I pull out every ounce of desire. I remember as a teenage boy, when, when, when life happened and adolescence happened, I remember going, God, just take this desire from me. Let, hear me. That is the dumbest prayer you could ever pray. Don't you ever pray, God, take that desire away from me. Don't do that. Because you're under the delusion that it came from Hollywood, not heaven. I'm so glad he knows. I'm so glad he knows. He didn't look at her and say, by the power of me, I pull this desire from you. He says, no, by the power of me, walk in the freedom, sin no more. Don't make me come deliver you again from the very thing I pulled you out of today. There's a scripture in the Old Testament, it's one of my favorites. As a dog returneth to its vomit, so a sinner to his folly. Sin no more. I did not take the time to come down to the dirt to have to continually write life over death while you're writing death over my life. What I write over your life do not erase. Sin no more. Today, I don't know why the Holy Spirit has me locked in in this area of sexual perversion. But today I'm telling you, we're fighting for somebody's liberation this morning. 
This is why we had to pray on the level we had to pray, and we had to praise on the level we had to praise, because it is going to go against human desire to walk in the spiritual fruit of self-control. To give you the willful act to not operate and function in perversion ever again. You can live in self-control. Not self-self-control, but the spiritual fruit of self-control. That you may not have the power within yourself, but if the Holy Spirit is growing his fruit in your life, you can pluck the fruit of self-control and partake of it in your natural state. You can walk in freedom. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Stand with me all over this room. I know what I'm confronting this morning. I know what I'm dealing with this morning. Today, I believe that the power of the one who loves to play in the dirt is here. It is a part of our life so that we can walk in the freedom even in the area of our desires. Yeah, yeah. Today, just slip up those hands all over the room. Slip up those hands all over the room. In the name of Jesus, we break every ounce of sexual perversion in the name of Jesus. We break generational curses of sexual perversion in the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Both by way of dysfunction, both by way of abandonment, by way of abuse, we break the power of that perversion in the name of Jesus. Uh-huh. Every mind, every thought, every attraction, everything that is contrary to the life and the lifestyle and the persuasion and the perspective of God who has made you, I decree and declare that the blood of Jesus break it from generation to generation to generation. Yeah, I hear the Lord saying, some of you, you're dealing with grandchildren that are dealing with sexual perversion. Come on, Grandma, pray right here. Come on, Grandfather, pray right here that the sins of the Father will not be passed down to the children. We decree and we declare freedom over our house in the name of the Lord. We say that there is no dysfunction. We say that there is no abandonment issues. We say, Lord, that the abuse that has happened in generations gone by, that has created the shadedness of, of a bit away from the fullness of what you have decreed, is null and void in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I know what I'm confronting here. We confront every perversion. We confront every conver perversion as it relates to sexual identity, as it relates to sexual confusion, as it relates to sexual addiction, as it relates to sexual bondage. We pull down every stronghold in the name of Jesus. Somebody pray right here. Somebody pray right here. Me. I know we're fighting. Push with me. Yeah, yeah. We come against molestation that has created gender confusion now. We break it in the name of Jesus. By the power of the blood of Jesus, we break that stronghold that came by molestation. 
oppression. We break it now in the name of Jesus. Come on, prayer warriors. Come on, intercessors. Help me here. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, God, we pull down the stronghold of same-sex attraction. We pull it down in the name of Jesus, by the power of the life giver. We pull down in the name of Jesus. We break the stronghold and the relationships that are attached to it. We come against asexual. We come against pansexual spirits. We come against contrary spirits from the fullness of the command of God that you have over every son and every daughter. You did not make mistakes. You did not make mistakes. You did not make mistakes. We pull it down in the name of Jesus. We call to fruition the fullness of your decree where they may live fruitful and they may multiply that they may function in the power of what your decree is over their life, oh God. You formed them. 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 And you did not make mistakes. You do not make mistakes. You do not make mistakes. Somebody lift up a praise right here. who has a prayer language. I don't care if it's English, I don't care if it's Spanish, I don't care if it's Indian, I don't care if it's some other language, I don't care if it's the heavenly language, but pray right here in your most holy language, right here. Come on, all over this room, position yourself to pray in your holy language. We pull it down, we pull it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel him. I feel him. I feel him digging deep now. He's digging deep now. He's digging deep. Father, we pray right here. We pray, we come against right here. Mm. Yeah. The abuse of the child in early generations that have created closed, fearful, panicked children through other legacies. Lord, I come again, I come, I ask you to pull down, to heal right now, grandmothers that were abused, that is manifested in the fear 
and the closed offness, the lack of affection in grandchildren. I feel the Holy Ghost here in this moment. The breaker is in the room today. They've not been abused, but they carry themselves as if they were. Because it got carried, it got transitioned from generation to generation. We liberate now grandmothers. We liberate now great-grandmothers. We liberate grandfathers and great-grandfathers. We liberate them and we ask you to bring healing to children and grandchildren. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. They're closed in relationship. Not because they experienced what had been experienced in previous generations, but the manifestation is crescendo to where they live covered. Oh God, I thank you for that revelation now in the name of Jesus. We break that curse in the name of Jesus. We break it now in the name of Jesus. I want every man to lift a hand in this room. I want every man to lift a hand in this room. I'm gonna keep my hands lifted too. Father, I pray that you would guard our eyes. I pray that the spirit of the Father would be so dwell on the inside of us that we would walk to keep our eyes pure. Pure on our phones, pure on our apps, pure on our social media. Let our language be pure in the office. Let our eyes be pure when, when people walk by. Let it be pure in the restaurant. Let us walk worthy of the call that you have over our life today, oh God. We can live pure. We denounce it now in the name of Jesus. I'm trying to give you freedom moments here. I'm trying to give you freedom moments here. We denounce it now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Walk in that freedom, we walk in that freedom. Ah, not because we don't want to get caught, but because we don't want to be caught up in perversion. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Tisha, step out, step out, Tisha. Sarah, come here, step out. Troy, Troy, come here, step out, step out. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I feel, baby, step out, step, step over here with Troy, step over here with Troy. I just feel a deliverance that God is trying to release in this house this morning. I just feel a deliverance that God is trying to release in this house this morning. I just feel it. I just feel it. I sense it in my spirit. The name of Jesus. I, 
I really just want Antoine and, and Vince in this moment. I just feel that in my spirit. Come here, Vince. Just come right here. And, and we don't have to get fast. I just, I just, I want you to prophesy the liberating power of Jesus in this moment. The liberating power of Jesus in this moment. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. The name of Jesus is lifted high, lifted high, lifted high. Slip up your hands, slip up your hands. Come on, come on. The name of Jesus is lifted high in this place. The name of Jesus is lifted high. Lifted high, lifted high. The name. the name of Jesus is lifted high in this place. I, I just, I hear the Lord. I hear the Lord wanting to deliver today. Deliver. I feel, I feel a deliverance, anointing. When the intercessors were praying, that's what we were praying, the desire of the heart of God, the one thing today. I just sense it in my spirit right here. Hear me, because here's what the enemy's going to do. The enemy's going to try to keep you in shame. The, the enemy's going to try to keep you with the accusers watching. The question is that you have to ask this morning, do you want to be free. Well, I, thank you, Holy Spirit. Well, you don't understand. That means my wife is going to ask me 50 million questions when we go to lunch today. Well, you can worry about the 50 million questions or you can walk in the freedom that has been afforded you by the life giver called Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I remember, I remember years and years ago because I got tired of fighting this battle by myself. And I looked at my wife and we sat down in our living room and I said, honey, listen, I cannot watch movies that show this, that deal with this. I can't, I can't do it. You might be able to see it, not because we were watching terrible things, but I could not allow my mind to go there. And I had to look at her and go, I can't watch movies with this actress because I have an attraction. I have a drawing to these actresses. And while we're watching, I'm fighting and I'm tired of fighting. I need you to come alongside me so I can walk in victory. It brought my relationship with my wife into such intimacy because I was no longer trying to be hidden from her. I was letting her know this is how you can help me walk in my freedom so that I may sin no more. Today I feel deliverance power in this room. This is what we've been fighting for. Heads about, eyes are closed because I don't want shame or embarrassment. Listen, 
I'm not saying you're dealing with pornography. I'm not saying that you're dealing with adultery. I'm not saying you're dealing with homosexuality or or, or same-sex attraction or or whatever the other initials are and all the new terms are coming out. I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying is it does not matter what it is. He can set you free. Set you free. Today, Come on, Antoine. Today, if you want to walk in that freedom, I want you to hop out of your seat and meet me in this front. I believe deliverance is your portion this morning. Come on, pray with me, saints of God. Pray with me, prayer warriors. I know what I'm asking. Come on. Come on, we're created. Prophesy, Vince. Whether it was the abuse of generations, whether I don't know what it is, But I believe today, the delivering power of Jesus is available. I believe it's available.
morning, family. So great to have you with us. Hasn't this series been awesome? I've, I've so enjoyed the way the Word has been broken open for us uh, through this series. And I'm so grateful for the things that we've learned. You know, there's all these things that we need to make changes on. And sometimes we just need a reminder. There's all these things we could do different, we could do better if we live by the Word of God. And I'm so grateful for a house that is rooted in the Word and that gives us those reminders on a weekly basis. Amen. And I just can't help but to think that the Lord was dealing with you during these sermons. They're powerful. You know, the Lord says um, that the grass will wither and the flower will fade, but His Word it will remain. Yeah. And maybe you're just going through life and you need something that's steady, something that you need to grab a hold of and just know that it's not sinking sand, that you're not going anywhere, just something that you know is steadfast. I encourage you today to grab on to scriptures, whatever it was that hit your heart, and just grab a hold of that. And normally I'll lead you into a sinner's prayer, but I, I just wanna do it a little bit different today. I wanna pray over you, and I just want your heart to open up to him and just say, yes, Lord. So Lord, I pray that whoever is listening behind this screen, God, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you have met them there. God, I believe you have, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that you will take them by the hand, Father, that you will walk every mile with them. Lord, everything that they're worried about, God, Lord, let it dissipate. God, Lord, every worry, God, Lord, I pray, Lord, that peace be found, Father. And God, I pray, Lord Jesus, in this moment, God, Lord, let their heart align with you, God. And Lord, let you be Lord over their life, Father. God, I pray for a yielding to take place, God, in this moment. And that's what I ask you, Lord, all in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 What an awesome, awesome time this morning. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, I just want to remind you of a couple things. Uh, the first thing being that you have several ways in which you can give this morning. Your giving matters. Your giving is an important part of being a member of the faith, a member of the beloved, part of the believers community. Uh, giving opens up your family and yourself and the people around you to blessings that you just can't get otherwise. So we just want to remind you of those opportunities today. You can text to give. You can uh, go on our app in the giving section on our website, judachurch.org, and go to the giving section there. Or you can send it through the mail even, 12615 Steel Creek Road, Charlotte, North Carolina. Whatever you do, however you do it, make sure that you're doing your giving this week, your tithes and your offerings, so that God can open up the windows of heaven and pour it back on you. Hey Judah, if you've been coming for a while or been watching us online and want to get connected or learn more about our vision, Growth Track is your next step. Our four-week classes, they happen at 9.15 a.m. during our first worship service. For more information, visit our Judah Church app or to sign up as well. We're excited to see you there. Hey family, I am so excited about Sunday, September the 5th. We are having one service, we're calling it One Service Sunday. That's the Sunday of Labor Day. It is gonna be an amazing time, not nine o'clock, not the 11 o'clock, but at 10 a.m. We're gonna join together, we're gonna to pack into this place, and we're gonna have an amazing worship encounter with the Lord. Our overflow in the meeting room will be open, the tribe area will be open for overflow if we're just packed out, like I suspect we're gonna be. What I'm so excited about is us being together, and then after service, staying together, and eating together. 
We're gonna have food trucks, we're gonna have ice cream trucks, they're gonna be inflatables everywhere for the kids. All the rooms upstairs and all over the campus are gonna be open for you to kind of snoop around and see what's going on. All the renovations that we've made, incredible things that have been happening here at Judah. Listen, if money's a little tight and you can't do the food truck thing, some of the men of our church are gonna fire up the grill. We're gonna do some hamburgers and hot dogs and have popcorn available. That'll be free of charge. You won't have to worry about the fee. But, but there's just an opportunity for all of us to get together, be together, eat together, fellowship together, and learn one another. I want you to join with me one service Sunday, September the 5th, starting at 10 a.m., and then staying and eating with us and letting our kids have fun. I've got a little surprise I've got for you um, at the end of that service that's going into the food and the fellowship time. Uh, I'll talk to you more about that later on, but it's gonna be an incredible day. Invite your family, invite your friends, but most of all, I want you to be in here with me as well. Can't wait to see you. September 5th It's gonna be awesome. like we do every service, every Sunday, I just want to pray Deuteronomy 1 and 11 over you. May the God of your fathers increase you a thousand times more than you are and fulfill every promise that he's given you. We love you. Have a good week.